It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. To infinity and beyond! Get off, Napoleon. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. I know kung fu. This is one doodle that can't be undid, Holmes Gillett. And my axe. This should be open, because it's civil rights. This is the 90s. You're going to need a bigger boat. 1.21 gigawatts! I'm going to make this pencil disappear. Gucci! Welcome to the Chemicals Movie Roundtable! I'm your host, Kendall. With me, as always, is Ian. Hey, everyone. Nick. Hello. And Jeff. What is up? And today, we're talking about Hook. A uh, movie with Robin Williams and uh, other people. Hoffman and Julia Roberts and... Maggie Maggie Smith, who was an old woman 40 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was Somehow. born an old lady. Although, right. although to be fair, I did look this up. She is wearing, uh, like, make-you-older makeup. Ah. Uh-huh. Like, like they, they did not... They, I, I thought that there would... Because of that, I thought there was going to be a scene. And, I mean, I think there was, like, some flashback stuff, but not, there wasn't, like, a meaningful amount. I thought there was going to be, like... Like a meaningful scene of of forty year old Maggie right. Smith you and know. Gwyneth Paltrow. She played like medium aged Wendy, right? Like her oh. teenage Wendy. Okay, it's like a one shot. Sure. Right. Thought that so, was interesting. So why'd you pick this movie, Jeff? Yeah. So this movie I always loved, like as a kid, and like it just has a lot of nostalgic value for me. And then when I discovered that it was it had a crappy Rotten Tomato rating, I had to choose it for this, right? Because, like, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I really wanted to see if it held up now that I'm kind of older and more cynical in my movie taste. And did it? Yeah, actually. I really enjoyed it in my rewatch. It's been quite a while, and I feel like it even encouraged me to be a better father and to, like, not take myself so seriously and to joke around and goof around with my kids more. And do not miss your kids' baseball game. Right? Do not do that. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> he was he was a very stereotypical. Yeah, right, so very stereotypical. That that's kind of my thought about this movie. It was like one hundred percent predictable. Like if yeah. if you went to somebody and said, "We want to show that this guy is a bad dad," and then he's actually Peter Pan, <laughs> and then like they could chart the entire movie just from just from the premise. And what happens in the movie is exactly what your first thought would be. That's just because Hulk has inculcated itself in the collective consciousness of our culture, Ian. So it's Maybe. like everyone has osmosis it in their brains so Perhaps. they will be able to regurgitate it. But I, I just found it to like be, like, it's fine. Like, it's kind of charming and like Robin Williams did a good job. Um, I don't think it was like bad, but also it was just so predictable and like kind of fell flat in times. And there were a couple of scenes that were kind of cringy and overall like... I don't think it's a good movie. It's just not... It's not a bad movie. So you're saying it, it didn't hook you? It didn't hook me. Mm. Uh, Ian, or not Ian, the other person, Nick. Yes, yes. I know it's been almost two months since our last podcast, but still. You guys look exactly the same. Exactly. Yes, exactly the same. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, this is one of those movies I wasn't a huge fan of when I saw it originally as as kind of a as kid. a four year old. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't see it till significantly later than when it came uh, out, but uh, it, was, it didn't strike me as like one of my favorite movies. I think I watched it like one time and then never looked at it again. I was surprised that it had such a low Rotten Tomato score, um, but at the same time, like I kind of agree that this one it's good in places. Like it's 
solid, but like there's nothing that really stands out about the movie. And I mean, Robin Williams does an okay job. I mean, he's still Robin Williams. He there's scenes, but like the actor who played Hook did such a better it, that, job. That man, <laughs> is, <laughs> that is Dustin yeah. Hoffman. Yes, yeah. that is Fair. Dustin Hoffman. Completely, yeah. I knew it started with a D. I wasn't gonna yeah, take a yeah. shot at that. Like, he's I knew the guy it wrong <laughs> from The Graduate. Yeah. He's the yeah. main character. Yeah. There, are, there are a few times I'm like, that is a really Williams. interesting choice for Hook, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. But he did, he did a really good he job. Like, yeah. like, you know, your classic mustache twirling, yep. like no holds barred, goofy villain. Yep. Okay, he is and, chewing the scenery. He's off the walls. Yeah. He's yeah. threatening suicide and then stop <laughs> forcing someone to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. He goes from threatening suicide to deciding to kind of like, Take over Robin Williams' kids all within the span of within like three minutes, seconds, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. Literally, so, mustache. Probably. So here's where I'm. Here's where I'm at with the film. So first of all, well, first of all, okay. So just real quick, Nick, you said you saw it as a kid, but later. Yeah. So I think I saw it probably about. I don't know. When did this movie? So this movie came out in like '92, wasn't it? Yeah. So I probably didn't see it until like '97 or '98. Sounds about right. Um, And I don't know. It just wasn't super interesting. '91. It came out in '91. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't quite the the age of the kids or anything like that. It there were better Peter Pan or Hook or fantasy movies out there. It just. I don't know. It just didn't really grab me in the same way. And, like, uh, I really like looking at it now, like, some of the costumes and the scenery. I think the sets are actually really good in a lot of The sets are interesting, right? I felt like the the sense I got was, like, it was a theme park. Yeah. Right? It felt like a theme park. I can see that. And, like, if that was their intention, I think it was. Right. Then it did that well, but it it wasn't, like, an immersive set. It right. was a theme park They have, like, four set. locations from Peter Pan that right. they're like, we yep. have right. to build these. And then they just kind of worked around that. Right. It was just yeah. like if, if, like, Disney came out with a, a Wonderland park. An interactive Peter Pan. And yeah. it looks just like that. Yeah. It's like when I, when you're a kid, right, and you watch a movie like that. It, it feels so like immersive and epic and it's grand in scope, right? But then as an adult, you're like, I think I saw that on a mini golf course at right. one point. And there's you know? almost like so. no blending between them. There's almost no travel. They're just in one place and then they're in the other place. Yeah. And they're in one place and then they're back. And then they're in one place and they're back. There's no actual travel between any of these places. Right. right. <laughs> okay. So let me. Make, I'm trying to get my. I'm trying to get my timeline straight here. How, at what age do people do kindergarten? Is like it five, five, five years six. old? Five or six. Yeah. Five, five, and then sometimes people turn six. Yeah, they like turn six. Right. If you're under you five years turn, old, okay. you have to get like extra permission. Okay. To okay. So, so that timeline works out. My so son this is currently out, in kindergarten. So. Yeah. So this came out December eleventh, nineteen ninety one. Um. So for me, this movie was very important before I was aware of things, like because I was four years old, but um, I was in preschool. And after this movie came out, the like the spring after this movie came out, in reaction to the popularity of this movie, my preschool did a production of Peter Pan. So, uh, and I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm sure that like I, I was like in some chorus that that sung like two songs, and it was actually like an. It wasn't an elementary school, but like there were probably like some slightly older kids that were involved and had the bigger roles, or something. Um, I think maybe like it was through, it was like th- it went up through f- the preschool, went up through first grade or something. Mm. Um, but, uh, cause I do remember that they had some, 
there was there was like a thing where the guy that was playing Peter uh, got to t- got to hold a real sword and everybody else had cardboard swords. Huh. Um, but so like so like and these are like you know just like very very vague early early childhood memories that aren't. So like when I was when I was watching this, there were things that were like, oh, I totally remember this scene without any context, or like as I was watching it, like I was kind of remembering as it was going on. Um, I think I I think but and but like some of the looks like were very formative. Like yeah, like the Captain Hook, like that is my perception of what Captain Hook looks yeah, like. Yeah, that's him. Um, and uh, like it looked it looked Spielbergy. And I, you know, I really liked a lot of the, a lot of the sets, um, the kind of the food scene, like I had totally forgotten that and then that it scene. immediately comes back like that, that you have to use your imagination. Uh, yeah, to... yeah, but, but the, the, I don't know, one of my complaints, one of the lines I have is just being kind of a cheesy sappy line is Peter, you're doing it. You're using your imagination. How can they tell? Yeah, <laughs> well, they can read his. They can read his body language, right? I they guess. know when he's being skeptical and out of fish well, or out of that's water. The thing. And, and I think right. that's that's like there's some stuff in this that I think uh, modern from a modern eye, and you know me, I have I'm a child at heart, um, but but uh, there's some little there's it's the like funniest some, thing you said in a while, Kendall. <laughs> there's like some little kid logic yeah, to it. It definitely yeah. is. And and it's it's a weird. That's one of the reasons it's a weird movie because like half of the movie is for is for forty year olds and half of the movie is for five year olds. Right. And the and it's and it's not like the same in the scene. So if you're like a little kid, you just like you don't. I feel like you watch it and you don't understand some stuff. But you watch a lot of movies and you don't understand stuff and you uh-huh. just let it go. You know, like even like something like Tiny Toon Adventures. You watch it and you don't get any of the references. You know, they, they reference Ralph Nader. You don't know who Ralph Nader is. I literally was watching the Muppet Show from the seventies, <laughs> and the the when the the start the star and the it was the guests were Star Wars actors, um, and by what by Star Wars actors it was just Mark Hamill, right? Um, <laughs> star Wars actor. I think it was. I think Anthony Daniels either was was I C three PO was there. Yeah, so I've I seen that know. episode. Yeah, it was yeah. Anthony Daniels, but. Yeah. But literally, like the the fake Darth Vader is Darth Nader, <laughs> and you know, so so like the you know these references, you know, you don't you don't get references when you're a little kid and stuff. So you just kind of watch it, and you just kind of yeah. go with it. And I did feel like there was a lot of a lot of little kid logic. Um, I totally forgot, and then totally remembered, and th- remembered like really appreciating when I was a little kid. Um, the Peter Pan origin that he was an infant and ran away. <laughs> like he just like rolls right. down the hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Because, because of like, he was afraid of people dying or something. But I just right. remember like, cause I had kind of always wondered, I mean, always, you know, cause Peter Pan is like a story that, yeah. that you, you get told when you're real, real little. Um, you know, I had wondered, like we see Peter Pan is the story of how Wendy and the, little kids end up in, in never, never land. Well, how did Peter get there? And I, so I kind of appreciate it, even though it's a, it's a stupid, stupid <laughs> scene, right. uh, that, that it, you know, that it included that. Um, the other thing that stuck out to me on this viewing was I didn't quite understand why he's afraid of flying. Like, why, you mean why he's afraid of, why he's afraid of heights. 
Well, he's afraid of heights. He's kind of afraid of both. Yeah. But he's also specifically afraid of flying. Like, that seemed very tacked on and unnecessary. Um, and, and, and also, the movie is... It, I mean, the movie is 45 minutes too long. Like, yeah, like it's two long. hours and 23 minutes, and it's not a very complicated yeah, I, plot. Yeah, I think that that's basically, like, them trying to sell the idea that he has to remember who he is and also like he's he's deliberately like adult and and kind of stuffy like he's yeah. he's making kind of stupid jokes like you know this is he's complaining that this is an insurance nightmare right. on a pirate ship in neverland yeah, like they're right gonna, like they're, they're gonna care about their insurance <laughs> yeah role. like yeah. like obviously there's not realistic behavior for a person in that but situation he, the point is all, that he's like repressing that element of himself right, right. Well, so he creates a fear of flying so that he can push back the whole point is that he's gone right. too far in the other right. direction, basically. Right. So, I, I, I mean, I guess I just like, especially because that, uh, that that early that first act is already it's like really just a little yeah. bit too much. Also, did you notice he's clearly wearing a fat suit, like some extra flab over bit. his belly yeah. for the first half of the film oh, until like he until that. he whips into shape. I thought I thought it was pretty he has obvious. Weight in three days, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I mean, he doesn't get to eat until he gets his imagination figured <laughs> That's out. True. That's true. Maybe I'm not sure if metabolism works the same he way. He doesn't really like get, get fit. He just dies. Well, you know, he gets you. You. I mean, no, not not two weeks. Three days. Three days. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, if you, haven't you ever like gotten the flu for a few days and lost five five or ten pounds? I mean, a few years ago, I got the flu yes, and lost fifteen pounds. Yes, but I didn't have to pounds. fight a pirate at the end. Of the day. <laughs> That's look, look. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Lose weight. Um, uh, but. Yeah, uh, and then okay, oh, and then like the kid, the kid stuff. Like I, I, that was another bit that was that was interesting to me. Um, so he has the watch, right? Like he gives him the watch, and in most movies, like the kid would use would that would be he would you know that would be this last his last thing. But he just smashes that smashes watch, it, yeah. Um, which uh, which was really interesting. Um, and the clock, all the clock stuff. Like I had, I you know I haven't consumed peter pan content in a long time that's a that was like a little underdeveloped in this movie i think it's obvious that Cap, like captain hook doesn't like clocks from and you kind of get that from other P, peter pan stuff. right right so they have to include just it a here. reference to the cartoon which yeah is a huge like, deal. it would have been better had they like established that more right well this is more parts i mean the association with the crocodile yeah yeah i mean this is this is yeah i mean this is a this is a sequel, and, and I mean I know that. Yeah, and it seems you've yeah. already you already know the story. Yeah. You've already right. seen. I know the Jeff cartoon. that you think that in all, that all sequels should completely cover <laughs> everything that was in the first movie. Well, but but he's right. Like they could have done a little bit better job, at least reminding think, the, the yeah. viewer what the deal I, was. I think I think that um, I think that probably at the time, uh, Peter Peter Pan was more in the culture than it is even now. I mean, maybe it's just because I was a four-year-old and i was very culturally aware and the disney then. peter pan movie was more recent back yeah then. like yeah like yeah. the disney peter pan movie when was did... ever it was a it was like a fairy tale also like you're you're literally seeing a movie that was like marketed as the sequel to peter pan yeah and so okay okay to be clear here it. the disney peter pan came out in 1953 <laughs> so it wasn't that recent. more recent <laughs> well but it was but it was like uh, it's, it's on disney it was on tv all the time back then sure yeah. right those Disney movies never right, really right. went away. Yeah, I grew up watching that Peter Pan movie. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, wasn't too, all that much else to watch. <laughs> yeah, there was. There were less. Thi- yeah, there, there were was just no less Pixar. Things. There was no Pixar to compete against um, back then. Yeah, there were just less things, and and uh, and also like 
I feel like specifically that Peter Pan movie probably is a little bit more out of the public eye because of it being it has some problematic aspects. Oh yeah, now to it's it. like, it's horribly racist, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. Right. I'm pretty sure that the I'm pretty sure that the song that I sang in preschool was one little, two little, three little Indians. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, which I didn't even remember there being Indians in the original thing. Does he like more? He this this like Ninja Turtles. I feel like there are children that get murdered uh, in this movie. <laughs> Rufio dies. Rufio, yeah, Rufio dies specifically impaled in the stomach by a sword. Rufio specifically dies, but they reference where he's like, "I'm bored of going around and killing Indians and killing uh, and killing lost boys." Right. Yeah. Like. Like, like he, he talks about murder pretty flippantly yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, in 1991, you could you could get away with murdering children, off screen at least. Yeah. For most. And then this one has Except for Rufio. Yeah. Except for Rufio. Yeah. Yeah. He was too edgy. He was a teenager. It was fine. <laughs> he was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> too edgy. It was cool. Of course, they had to do the whole sentimental sappy. I wish I had a dad like I you know. before he dies. So which which seems which is like. We, weirdly, it's completely out of because it's not right. a. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's in no way is he a father son relationship. Yeah, it's not a father son relationship. So that exactly. every middle aged person can see a, 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 a kid like that and think, wow, if he only had a more caring and responsible <laughs> father figure. Right. Yeah. I also want a father figure that'll go fight pirates with me. <laughs> right. Um, so I think for me, like what makes this movie work so well is yes, I agree. The beginning is is too long. They take they t- they like they establish he's a stuffy middle aged adult and they like stretch it out too far, right? I fully admit that's a problem, but like I I like the arc that he goes through, right? Where he begins, he's forgotten who he was, he's completely caught up in being an adult, and I relate to that as well. Not so much because I'm like a workaholic who ignores my family, but like. I have a family and I work full time and I'm tired a lot of the time, right? And sometimes I feel like I'm just exhausted all the time and it's hard to find that childlike wonderment sometimes. And so he like rediscovers that and and in my opinion in a really fun and exciting and well done way through the imaginary food fight and that scene I just think is phenomenal. But then by the end of the movie, you realize like he can't stay in that place either, right? He has to find a way to, to combine them together, right? Where he has to, like, he has fun with the Lost Boys and they're dancing around and Hook is dead, let's just play. But then he's like, wait a minute, no, I have to get my kids home. I have to, I have responsibilities. I need to, like, take care of things, right? And he has to make that difficult decision to leave Neverland again, to say goodbye to the Lost Boys and still be a father. And so he has to find a way to harmonize those things, which for me, I just felt like was a, a great message and a good overall arc, and I enjoyed the movie for that reason. It's too bad, though, that the one of the scenes where he realizes that is that scene where Tinkerbell becomes large. Yeah. And then, like, it this... <laughs> It was like, a very underdeveloped. Yeah, moment. like why yeah. do we why do we need that? Yeah, I felt like it was out of place. Let's let's make that. Tinkerbell big so that they can kiss and like it could be this thing. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. It felt but weird. he's like too like like he like he gets in like child mode at that point, right? So he's not like really aware of like the sexual implications of this, right? Because yeah. she kisses him and he remembers his wife, and then he's like having, you know, he doesn't really like. They don't lean into it as much as like right. she wants. To I actually, that, that felt know. like kind of one of the nods to the original cartoon. I mean, that's true. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it was like always super clear that Tink kind of had a crush on Peter. Right. right? So yeah. that was one. But that was that felt like something that was on a checklist that they had to do. Right. With the clocks, right? <laughs> yeah. Similar idea. Yeah. I just feel like I don't know. It was kind of not done well. Yeah. Like, I agree. Yeah. Blow her up to. Yeah. Yeah. To it's, that. Yeah. You know, they, I wonder if they made it now. If like she would like do something jealous or something you know so we haven't brought up 
Actually, that reminds me. So we haven't brought up the the, the Bechdel test in a long time, um, and this was a and this was a film that I really noticed that there's no women. I was gonna say, don't we talk about the Bechdel test every? <laughs> I think we bring it up pretty much all I, the time. I mean, <laughs> a lot of times, mostly we note we note that the Bechdel test is impossible because there aren't two women. Right. But <laughs> and not only do we talk about the Bechdel test all the time, but we regularly violate it on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on the record saying that the only podcast on the Kendallcast network that passes the Bechdel test is that's what we called music, and I haven't posted an episode of that in six months. So. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I understand, but I, I do think, but I do think specifically, this is a film that that I really, really noticed that there was, that, I mean, there's, there's the, well, none of the last boys or last girls, right, right, right. Yep, all boys. So you got Tinkerbell. Yeah, you, you got, got the like the daughter, you know. and you got the wife who's only at the beginning and right. the end, yep. and and Grandma Wendy. And I think it would have been the wife talked to Grandma Wendy. They might. Yeah, I think like when they're at the awards banquet, and she's like, "Are you okay?" Like, do you it feel might like pass that might the be test. a Bechdel test moment right there, but it's pretty slight. And okay. like, when they first get there at the at the, the Christmas thing, Maybe. I think they, they yeah. step it might aside pass. for a minute. I don't know. I'm not 100. percent Yeah, okay. That might have been about. It might be. It might be. Might might vary technically, but. But regardless, regardless, there's in a meaningful way. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> regardless, there's there's uh, there's really yeah like, like I think that I, I think there's no reason that the Lost Boys couldn't have been the Lost you know the the Lost the kids. Lost Kids yeah. or just call them the Lost Boys. But then there's a just a girl. boys and girl. But then there's boys <laughs> yeah. and girls yeah. and I mean the and, reason like is you they... could even have a joke. Yeah. You could even have a joke like of. But aren't you a girl? Is that girl a lost boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they call it the lost boys and the girls know lost kids, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Or, could have. That. or yeah. some, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it is also true that the original story, all the lost boys were boys as well. Well, yeah, so. but also the original story is like full of racism and yeah. all that crap. True. Like, we, we, <laughs> that could just be like a, a date time thing. I mean, but, it was not early so, 90s. Like, so, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying like that's, for me, that's, that is something that was, that took away from the, the overall film. Was that it was all was it all and not just and not just like you could have you could even just have, uh, but I think but I mean I think the original you know the original story has has Wendy and Tinkerbell like the original the original Peter Pan story was more progressive than this in that oh. in that's in that area yeah, yeah. you yeah. know because Wendy. you had because you had two two of the main characters who who were both although I don't know if they ever interacted that I, you know uh, it's it's like. Uh, 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 Phoebe and Joey on Friends. Like I don't know if they ever had like an adventure together, but um, all the time. But no, no, because Phoebe and Joey never have. Like yeah, they do. What about the episode when Phoebe teaches Joey how to speak French? Okay, well, I don't. That's not look, French. Okay, you're you've clearly you've clearly watched more French <laughs> I watch a lot than of me. Friends. I'm I'm referencing, I'm referencing <laughs> okay. Community. Abed says a line in Community about how how about how he and Britta don't ever have adventures together uh, like like Joey and Phoebe. Okay, um, but I might be I might also be getting that wrong, and I apologize. <laughs> I take I take full responsibility for not. They drive across the country together in a taxi, right? And Phoebe gets mad because Joey falls asleep while she's driving. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> but what I think would have been the fix. And what would have made so much like a lot of, would have made this film mix make work so much better would have been if they brought more uh, um, with with him if if if, mm. if, uh, yeah. if if more and and I mean mm. obviously like you'd have to have you couldn't have Tinkerbell knock them both out and bring them both but you could have found some other reason yeah. you, you know some other uh, uh, 
plot device to get them to get them both to go. And I, I really do think I really do think that that would have, um, that would have been that would have made it a better film because Especially, you would have had yeah. you would have had the you would have had like the point of view character yeah. in the in 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 Moira and then. And then also like Peter dealing with his right. with his arc. Right. You wouldn't have necessarily needed Peter to constantly be going back and forth to the different places. Peter mm-hmm. could have stayed on his arc, and you could have had Moira right. trying to protect the kids, kind of. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I and mean, like I think it, that would work better. And the situation they have, she's completely robbed of agency or influence, right? Because in the beginning, she's trying to tell Peter, "Hey, you're not making time for your family," and Peter just right. doesn't care or listen to her. Right. Also, it's, he like goes through that arc on his own somewhere else, and then she gets pleasantly surprised at the end. Also, I thought it was just a little creepy that he decided to stay as an adult watching her sleep and never having like talked or interacted with her anyway. She's just there sleeping the, when he went yeah. to see Wendy's like, I'm an adult now staring at her. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's a little weird. Yeah. A lot. A lo- <laughs> and I mean, just in general, the fact that he's hooking up with Wendy's granddaughter is weird, is a weird, is a weird thing. The, yeah. That whole like, Sequence of them getting together was like what? It's like, it, gives me, it gives me Edward or Edward from Twilight vibes, where he's like sitting yeah. in Bella's room watching her sleep, yeah. and that's I mean, supposed to be attractive. I guess it's less weird because he's actually supposed to be like a, a young teenager at that point, rather than mm-hmm. like an adult right, doing right. He's it. Got, but it's still a story is just strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the yeah. They yeah, clearly just needed it to happen quickly. Yeah, they're just trying to move. They didn't want. Yeah. They didn't want to have. They didn't want to have the the. the yeah, you didn't need you. There's a million ways you could have done that better, but I, that kind of goes along with what I was saying about having you know make Moira a better character. You could also have had, I mean, you know what would have fixed it would have been if if Peter if there was if they're doing the the generational stuff, if if Peter, you know, came back to visit Wendy and brought her kids to to. Have you know to to spend some, you know once a year to spend a week in Never Never Land, and then brought and then eventually brought Moira and you, you know and and then and then she you know and then she knows about it right you know or or maybe she also doesn't remember or maybe she remembers it right away or mm. you know there's there's a million I mean obviously this is a movie there's a million ways you could rewrite it but it's just like that aspect. Um, I think it, it would have been just a lot better if it was. There's, there's a million ways you could write, and they took the very easiest way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and because also because also if you have Moira there, then you can do the Tinkerbell stuff in a less weird way. Yeah, like you could have it be an overt jealousy thing, right? And then and then and then like you know maybe have Tinkerbell like consider betraying him or something, yeah. uh, and then just express you know express her feelings as opposed to. Yeah, as opposed to this, this like weird, like she kisses him and and uh, like and like is he gonna leave his wife for her or what? Like, yeah, what's gonna what's gonna happen here? It was just an awkward. Yeah, and like if you brought Moira with him, then you wouldn't need the beginning to be as long as it was, and you right. could cut down that significantly. So it helped the movie structurally too. Right, right. right. <coughs> I have some notes about like the final fight. So the final fight was long. But, uh, you know, it has all, like, the most predictable elements. You know, uh, food fight elements, uh, fat kid rolling around like a cannonball. I really liked that. <laughs> I really liked that. Uh, you know, nut shots. <laughs> um, clocks, <laughs> taking off his wig, of course. You gotta take off the wig. The gator clock, I guess. 
makes sense so as that, a callback to that. Disappearing it just, into the gator. It, it looked that, really that's, bad. That but. I didn't. Yeah, that yeah. I didn't like. Yeah. I, I, I think. But of that, course, Peter has to spare him. But then the gator gets its revenge somehow. Right. I guess there's like a mysterious like rivalry between Hook and the gator, right? So yeah. like it eats him, and you don't I, ask questions. Yeah, there's yeah. a magic to it. Just move it. Yeah. on. I don't know. Why I yeah. even <laughs> brought attention to it. It wasn't necessary. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he has to spare him. Were they trying to leave something open for a sequel? or something yeah. it, everything is like of course <laughs> of course that happens of course it was like that of course Peter I just, of course I, he takes yeah. out the wig I just I don't know I wish I do wish that with that ending I thought because like the, the gator being being like it's a it's the it's kind the of thing clock. again it's like the little it's the little kid logic yeah like it kind of works as a little kid right. logic thing but it but it doesn't totally work like and I mean nobody has ever, I, I mean people nobody nobody in Hollywood knows how to <laughs> how to uh finish off a villain like like right. you either have the like you had to have him like you can't just have him straight up kill him um you know you either do it you either do the man of steel thing where he's like no i have no other choice but killing you yeah or the spider-man thing where or you do the spider-man yeah. thing or you do the spider-man thing where, or, or or where they you know more which is pretty close to what happened here yeah. where he accidentally kills himself right yeah, or you, or you could have done like you, you. They could have just done a you know leave Neverland and never come back. Yeah, and I, Hook yeah, sails I think off. that would have. That's or, yeah. hard though because he, he threatens them like I will do this again if you leave. Right, yeah, like, but you right, could Hook just not gives, have yeah, that too. Yeah, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do the the no, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep coming. Um, that no justifies what, his death. They, yeah. they wrote that to justify his death. Yeah, but even if he doesn't say that, you can still think like, why wouldn't he just do this again in like a week? You know, like yeah, but if, from little kid logic, which is throughout this movie, going, leaving, and never returning works. Yeah, maybe from the kid's perspective, but you also have the adult. Like this movie, the whole point of it is it harmonizes the child yes. and the adult. Well, you just right? you just say, I mean, the, with the leave and never come back, you you just say like, you know, I've look, I've beaten you, I've, I'll beat I'll beat you again if you if you uh, if you ever come back. They can they can contact me and I'll yeah. come back and I'll kill you or right. what you know or another right, but, but like right written better than or that. another solution could be finding a way to trap Hook in the real worlds and he can't return the Neverland yeah right or, and he's stuck like just sitting in the middle of like the thoroughfare in London with no magic abilities whatsoever and has to get like a desk job that or would have required significantly better writing than we saw <laughs> <in the story. laughs> that's that's inter- that's interesting I think that would that would require it would, it's not that it would require more writing. But that would take more time. Yeah, you'd have to go into the mechanics of how the worlds work more than they did. You'd have yeah. to have some sort of portal or some sort yeah. of fast travel thing rather than just fly from until morning. So okay. that's true. Actually, that would fix another issue because I listened to... I'm, I'm regurgitating another review when I say this. Um, <laughs> don't you always do that? No, no. I actually I actually don't. Um, usually. Uh, I mean, sometimes, I, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll seek out stuff, but... Um, but in this case, uh, a particular reviewer that I respect, I knew that had recently done a, had recently done a retrospective on Hook because it was, you know, a, it was it hit thirty years six months ago, so mm-hmm. or a year ago last year, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it hit thirty years a year ago. So anyway, um, uh, but this guy is a big is like a big Peter Pan fan. The thing about Captain Hook is that he is stuck in Never Never Land. Oh right, so he like, can't leave. So yeah. he can't leave. So he shouldn't be able to kidnap the kids. So oh, right. the way that you so the way that you do what Jeff did what Jeff said is you do what Nick said you you reveal that he's figured out a way to do a to do a portal yeah and then and then you just you push him th- you 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 figure out 
like that the portal's going to close. Right. You take his magic box so he can't do it again, and then you push him through the portal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nope. And then and then he's yeah and then he's stuck in the and whatever and then his and then his number two who actually has been rooting for Peter Pan the whole time yeah me Shmi. Shmi, yeah uh, is now in charge and which can I just say another one of my favorite scenes in this movie is like their pirate baseball game I just love that, <laughs> that scene. Is a great scene. he shoots him to get him out and like no one cares it's yeah. like, and he's it's, like no wait this is a kids game <laughs> we can't kind, do that kinder gentler rules please. <laughs> And, like, I would also kind of argue, like, Hook's obsession with getting Peter's son to love him I thought was a little unnecessary and weird. I get what they're trying to go for, giving a foil to Peter and stuff, but, like, the the pirate baseball game being in service to that could be something you could cut and the movie could still work. But, like, I don't want them to just because I think it's so charming. I think I, I, think I think I kind of... one of the better scenes. Yeah. I think I kind of really like uh, the idea of... of uh, of of brainwashing the kid and turning him in to the other on and ter- turning him to hook side. I would have liked to have seen more of that, like letting him yeah. stay up late and doing. Maybe not, maybe the idea and... isn't bad in concept. Just so the what if here I got a pitch? What if like what if he like he did it with like a bunch of kids and he gave him like a like he gave him like cigarettes and video games. <laughs> <laughs> so like Shredder from Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I too should turn to a life of crime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, that would that would actually have been interesting if there were if there was an element of like certain Lost Boys turned over to the pirates because that always Peter was... Pan comes back and the Lost Boys have completely joined the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I leave you guys alone for ten years and look what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a smaller pirate crew with a smaller boat. Right? <laughs> I mean, apparently, all you have in this world are pirates and Lost Boys. Eventually, well, they were some Indians, lost, who but they're they, all dead now. Who do they killed. steal from the pirates? Like. <laughs> Are there merchants? <laughs> right. Are there, there's like a merchant or an aristocratic class that just gets stolen from all the time. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. There's just a very confused well, maybe, tanker, oil tanker that sails right. in once every well, 10 years. there's no women in this world either, so you can't ask too many questions, right? right. How are these people exist at all? Right. Well, because it's never Neverland. They just never die. They, they never... Oh, they're, they're just they never age. Okay. Even the pirates, but they, they're no. adults, right? Yeah. Like, right. But they so, got there as adults. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Whole, Popped out of the ground, yeah, so Gimli Hook, the dwarf Hook style. grew up in the real world and then showed up. Yeah. That's my... Yeah, that's my that's okay. my take based on Pretty nothing. much nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> There's not a lot of Peter Pan backstory for yeah. some of this stuff. Head the cannon. lore is rather underdeveloped. But that seems like what it would be is that it would be is that they're because then they're a pie like they got in the Bermuda. Tri- There's a freaking portal. It's it's Nick's, it's uh, yeah, Nick's I mean, explanation. If, if Hook aged, everything then, would be easier if there was a portal. Yeah, if yeah. Hook aged, then wouldn't he be like geriatric by the time Peter came back? Right. As Unless an adult. the aging rules are just different there. Like time just works differently. I guess. I yeah. I kind of wonder. I I, I kind of wonder if 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 there is a. Time works di- like it doesn't. You don't. It, well, I mean, you, those you kids knew slower. the old guy. <laughs> right. They all knew. But it's almost as if like the kids and the pirates like see each other and relate to each other so differently. They almost feel like different species mm-hmm. in, a, in a way, right? Like the kids stay kids forever, and the adults are just a different thing. Now the other, you know? the I other mean, possibility. If you wanted to get into it, it could be like if a lost boy loses their naivete or whatever, they become okay. a pirate. That maybe like, the pirates are the yeah. thing. The pirates are the things they pirate. fear to become. Yeah. Right, that's why they don't want to grow old. So, guys, yeah. I think we're on to something here. We need to write the sequel to Hook, right. <laughs> where we go here. deep into the lore. But there's like portals. just two hours of exposition, <laughs> but with portals. <laughs> yeah. 
So here's so here's my here's my fan theory. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking here's here's where I'm at with my my tinfoil hat. Um, so my theory is, and this isn't totally related, but that nobody ages while you're in Never Neverland. Um, but the reason that Peter eventually uh, eventually decides to stay is that every time he goes to visit Wendy, he gets just a little bit older. Mm. Um, now, the problem is that Peter went to... Well, maybe maybe when he was a baby, he aged a little bit. But, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's kind like of the... You age up to a certain point, and then you pretty much stop. But there's, like, a, there's kind guess. of a beautiful theatic point to that, or thematic point to that, right? Because, like, every time Peter goes back to the real world, yes, he ages a little bit, but he also, like, gains the ability to, like feel genuine deep human emotions in a way that kids can't yet right right right, right. So well like, that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah yeah so like he falls in love with wendy and starts to like develop a genuine like sense of help like of humanity right which kids the lost boys don't get right? right and so when peter comes back he regains that childlike sense of wonderment but then you notice when he kind of reverts back to that stage he loses that those that ability to feel and genuinely interact with people, right? It's only at the end when he decides that he can do both and find a way to combine them. Agreeing with Jeff. <laughs> I know, it's a great he, feeling, isn't it? Yeah, he basically becomes consumed with his whimsy yeah, exactly, until right. he like suddenly which realizes. Is, which, is, which is why like you can't stay a kid forever, which is why I think anybody would argue that ultimately being an adult is better than being a kid. Right? Thanks like, to denial, I'm immortal. Yeah, like... <laughs> Even though we have responsibilities now and life is stressful and it sucks a lot of the time, right? Like the emotions and the experience that we have is more fulfilling, I think, than when you were when, when you're seven. You know, it just is, and I think the movie articulates that well. Okay, I think I've said everything I have to say. Anybody else have anything to say? Good movie. Not the best, but good. It's long. <laughs> it was lo- it was too long for sure. <laughs> it's a long movie. I feel like. I feel like it didn't, but like its length didn't bug me as much as it could have. I think because I think because uh, because the the extra stuff was all at the beginning. Yeah. Um. Once I mean, Ian says that he thinks that the exciting part at the end was too long, but um, Ian probably wants some more of a, the guy talking on the cell phone. <laughs> Look, I need more uh, handy cam action. Is what I need. Ian likes westerns where the guy's like riding a horse. In the middle of nowhere for like twenty minutes first. What is that happens. guy's name? What is Ian, the backstory with the quick draw and the phones? <laughs> Ian likes uh, Ian likes when the, Ian likes clocks, so that's why he doesn't get along with them. <laughs> yeah, you know all the best scenes in High Noon were when they showed the clock. Yep. <laughs> Give me the that clock. Was every man. scene in High Noon. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, okay, so we got to figure out. Uh, Christmas. Who gets to pick yeah. the Christmas movie? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because uh, I don't know where a dice is. I'm gonna do a random number generator. Okay. Nick is one. Ian is two. Jeff is three. Wait, if I get picked, I do I four. have to know what movie I'm gonna? Yeah, uh, I totally did not come prepared. You don't for need this. to say. We won't. I we don't ask yeah. in the chat what what was the plan. And <laughs> right. we got nothing back. Yeah, yeah. We were, <laughs> so this is how we're doing it. So this is how we're doing it. Um. Uh. I've got it all in my head. Um, so, How could this possibly go wrong? So we're going to do a random number generator. Whoever gets the random number generator gets to pick the Christmas movie that we're, that we're reviewing. Okay. Okay, Fair I just enough. remembered which one I was going to pick. Okay. Uh, and I'll, actually, I'll pick a real movie, not a, not a punishment I, short I film. think I have one, but I don't know if you guys will count it. So if, if, it's, <laughs> if it doesn't land on me, it doesn't matter. So. Yeah. 
I mean, it probably you'll if if it's a if it's with it. Well, we can veto it, but okay. uh, but uh, but I, it probably is fine. I will say that I will go ahead and say, go come out go out on a limb and say, Die Hard, Gremlins, Iron Man Three, <laughs> uh, uh, Batman Returns, all of those are fair game. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> I'm just like like the the Christmas adjacent is fine. Okay, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna stick with my guns here. So one, two, three, four. Number is four. That's me. That's you. Yeah, it's rigged. This game is rigged. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just hit refresh. <laughs> you guys all saw me do the Google. I cannot see. That. I think it's a post-it note with a number four on it. If I anyway. If I anyway. So we are gonna talk about Jingle All the Way. Okay. Oh, nice. All right. Sure. And then uh, also for that the December episode, we're gonna have our fun. Uh, f- uh, five more movies will go into the Kendall Cast Movie Roundtable Hall of Fame. So all of us come with a list of five movies. Um, yeah, five movies. They do not have to be from this year. They just cannot be on our list of the Kendall Cast Hall of Fame. Is there a way to pull movies out of our Hall of Fame? <laughs> uh, not this year. Maybe maybe okay. eventually. But what's in there that you don't want in there? I don't remember. I just remember that there was something. There was something. Like, we got to relegate this, man. I don't, I don't this, even remember man. what's in there. So Exactly. Um, let me see what's... Uh, I, I have it. I we'll, have it We'll here. come up with our lists and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I, have, I should have it handy here. Uh... Uh, loading, loading, loading. No, not everybody's list, just my list. <laughs> this is uh, a rare glimpse into the behind-the-scenes magic of our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Movie Roundtable, Essential Films. Little Miss Sunshine, Whiplash, American Graffiti, Goodwill Hunting, Citizen Kane, Seven Samurai, Minority Report, Your Name, Big Lebowski, and The Shining. Those are some good movies. So anything like that other than those. those ten movies that we have covered okay. can be in your can be on your on your five. Uh, obviously, like hopefully some of them will be from this year. Uh, How do but, I get Little Miss Sunshine out of that list? <laughs> Blasphemy. Maybe maybe after maybe after like maybe when we have twenty five films on the list, we can talk about say, removing American films. Go. No, <laughs> that's the best one on there. Argue list. it again. Argue it again. We have to put at least a couple years between those arguments. And we'll and we'll use the same rules that we made up over the course of last year's uh, episode, <laughs> where we will share our five. If two people choose the same film, it goes on the it goes on the like theoretical list, um, and and then and if we have more than five or less than five, then we'll go we'll nominate films and decide to veto or something. I don't know. I'll listen to the episode. I just remember we made up the rules as we went along, but it ended up working. So I have to be meaner because I was agreeing with too many other people's movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be how I snuck your name. So on it's going to be interesting this year because because <laughs> last year we picked 10 movies and this year we're only picking five. So, right. yeah. um, so we'll see how we think of jingle all the way and all the other movies next time on the Kendall cast movie round table. Ta-ta, turtle man. (laughs) This podcast is a production of the KendallCast Podcast Network. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash KendallCast 
or make a direct donation through the PayPal link at kendallcast.ninja. Thanks for listening.